And let your gaze turn inward. And do, if you can today, friends, sort of it's the theme of the day, pushing our edges a little bit. Even if you don't normally close your eyes, can you try that today? Trying something new. Withdrawing our senses from outward and then turning them inward, a pulling in of our attention. And just notice what it feels like to be you today. The quality of your breath. Sort of letting your um, attention scroll up and down the center channel from the crown of the head all the way down to your groin. Feeling how it feels. Is there anywhere that feels stuck or quivery or particularly open and free? I'm just being curious, right? Using our awareness, the vastness of our awareness which is love, to begin to know ourselves better. Because it's in that vastness where we have the capacity to be more self-honest, more loving, to realize that it's not all about us. We are all children of God, or the universe, whatever helps you to feel stable. And the more that we develop and hone our capacity for being with ourselves in a way that is vast, with a real understanding of what we really are, love, the more capable, the more capacity we will have for being with one another. So that as we move and walk through the world, every person that we meet, we meet not only on the human plane, but on the soul plane. We recognize the light within them. We recognize the love within them. No matter what confusion is taking place inside of them, right? But to understand that every single human on this planet is an expression of God's love.
And I would add even every single blade of grass, every animal, every drop of rain is an expression of God's love. And then let's take a couple of deep breaths together. So inhaling, inhaling, inhaling. Good, exhaling out the mouth forcefully. Good, inhale. Exhale. One more, breathe in. Roll your shoulders up, back and down. Shake your head out. And then blink your eyes open. Good. Okay. So, um, let me go back to my notes. I just want to be clear. Playing with my hair. Stop. Looks great. I just want to be clear um, that we've been talking a lot about... um, healing and working with our own energy in a way that is more sustainable, right? And more in service to love than fear. And one of the things I think that can get confusing in communities or even within our own person is that um, moving from love takes discipline. Uh, my daughter said to me a couple of days ago, I've been like really on this system of trying to heal myself right now. And my daughter said to me the other day, like my diet, my sleep, everything about what I'm doing in my life is awake and conscious, right? Trying to heal myself from this chronic anxiety. And my daughter said to me, well, you're working really hard at it. Isn't that going to cause more stress? And I felt like it was such an astute um, observation and question and probably one that a lot of people have. (laughs) Um, And I am not someone, I do believe in spontaneous awakening, right? I don't necessarily believe in spontaneous transformation. I think that transformation takes time and it takes discipline. And... um, as someone who's experienced a spontaneous awakening after I had my daughter um, when I was young, I know that that spontaneous awakening did not necessarily lead to like long-term changes in the way that I lived my life, right? It has taken discipline and work, really, to be able to shift um, the workings of my mind to create a more open um, heart and place for healing inside of me, right? Um, and Ram Dass talks about that same thing actually with his teacher. Like he met his teacher, his teacher read his mind. And for years, right, he thought that the transformation was on an emotional level. He thought that his teacher loved him like a father or a parent. Like it filled this other emotional kind of like love space for him. And it took him years to realize that it was actually a spiritual kind of love, that his teacher loved him endlessly expansively 
right? In the same way that he would turn and also love someone else endlessly and expansively, that it wasn't a personal love, that it was a spiritual love, right? And so we're always learning, even if you have those moments in your life, the moments of grace that like push us toward transformation. I would say that's more what it is. Um, So for me, the discipline of healing, right? The discipline of choosing love over fear um, and the discipline of like accepting what is happening in life as a curriculum for learning is freedom. For me, it's like, Discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. And I invite you to think about that in your life because I think that coddling ourselves, right, is um, can be actually very dangerous. We have to stand up and claim our own strength, right? We have to stand up and own our own healing. And we have to work every single day to choose love over fear. And those things take a lot of... Um, fortitude, right? And a willingness and a real thirst for freedom, for transformation. And um, there's this model, I can't remember what it's called. I love you. You guys are so patient with me. You're like, what What if I wanted to look it up? You probably could Google a keyword. Um, Where at the beginning, right, of when we're shifting our habits, it's sort of this like wide open part of the funnel where if you imagine like an hourglass, this is the way that I learned it. So imagine an hourglass shape. And at the top of the hourglass, it's real full and open and it's the beginning and there hasn't been that many sacrifices yet asked of you. Um, And then as you move through practice and you come usually because you're in pain, right? Like I came to yoga because I was angry. I came to yoga because I had a spiritual awakening that was kind of disturbing when I was really young. And needed some way to create a container around it, right? And at the beginning, it's like, oh my gosh, it's working. It feels so expansive and good. And then through the process of discipline and tapas, we're asked to let go of things, right? To become less attached. And the funnel starts to narrow. And then this is the middle place, right? At the sort of like... um, that tiny place before it expands again in the hourglass shape. You can see where this is going. And in the middle place, it's a little bit of a barren landscape, right? We've sacrificed for our practice. We've sacrificed for freedom. We've given up things. Um, It's been hot. It's been fiery. But perhaps maybe not a lot has come in yet. Like we're still in the learning process. And that's the point where many people, right at that middle point, of the hourglass, stand up and walk away and think that they're going to become um, something else, right? Like that they move on to another practice. They become a massage therapist or they become, and all these things are fine and good. It's just a matter of like what you're doing. Um, They become a Reiki master. They become, um, I don't know, whatever it is. They just move on to a different sort of path, right? Um, And they become a witch. (laughs) I want to become a witch. (laughs) <laughs> went through that phase. Um, and then at the at the bottom, you think of the bottom as the forever part. Like it's like the beginning, the middle part where it's barren, and then the rest of time. And that's where the benefits of practice start to come in, where things get added to your life, where you feel full of love, where you're healthier, where you have healthier relationships, right? Where you're more creative perhaps than you've ever been in your entire life. Um, 
But moving through that little narrow part where it feels barren takes a lot of tapas. Um, well, I learned how to pronounce tapas for you. So you go like this. You bring your tongue toward the front of your mouth like a spaced out puppy. That's what Menorma says. Like that. And then you pull it back. So it's tapas. Tapas. You could try it at home. Try it. Tapas. That's the real way to say it. Um, so... I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million times more, but Mr. Edgar says that a life without tapas, which is defined as brilliance, as heat, and also as austerity, right? Which has a relationship with discipline. You can use that word if it suits you better. That a life without tapas, with heat, with brilliance, with austerity, is like a heart without love, right? So it's a necessary part of our becoming. And... Um, If you think about, okay, well, I know what heat is. I know what brilliance is, right? It's what we talked about in the meditation this morning. But what's austerity? What does that mean? And in my lineage, it means that you withdraw focus from parts of your life that maybe are peripheral or taking your attention. Um, A Course in Miracles would say withdrawing our focus from worry, from fear, from fear really from things that aren't real, right? And that we return our point of focus onto something else, like our yogic studies, like healing ourselves, like understanding ourselves better. And that when we do that, when we move our attention from one thing to another, that it's hot, it's fiery, it's hard, it's making changes in our lives. So when my daughter asked me that, when she said, why are you working so hard at this? Um, This was sort of the perfunctory answer I gave her because it's worth it because I want to be free, right? And that means making changes. That means shifting the way that my mind works and my body works and ultimately so that it will create an openness inside of me that is more capable of moving from fear to love more quickly, right? So we don't get caught up on those cycles of anxiety, Um, so mm -hmm, yes, when we, here's the thing, friends, is that our practice works sometimes if we practice sometimes, (laughs) that's it. Like that's the, that's the be all end all. Our practice will work sometimes if we practice sometimes, but if we stay committed and disciplined in our practice, then we're going to experience the benefits of practice, which is being able to move in alignment with love more often, right? And to catch ourselves when we go out of alignment and to have the voice of fear become less loud, to become a whisper. So I invite you to join in and to notice where is it that I am putting my attention right now, right? Where it isn't necessarily benefiting my growth, right? My capacity to show up and see the light in myself and to see the light in others as I walk through the world. Because if you've been at all paying attention right now, the world needs a lot of help with that. And so to do this is a revolutionary radical act and it does, it demands our attention. It's a non-negotiable right now. And so when we take that and we move it towards another focus, towards our yogic studies, towards meditating every day, pick a thing this week and just see, move it from that, push that over there for a minute. You can go back if you need it, if you decide it's not for you, 
and to shift your focus to something that you know is going to help you be more aligned with love. Okay, that's it. Really stoked 